bop, bop, bop. Kids bop. Kids bop 32. Kids bop. Kids bop 32 and 33. Why are you telling me your ICQ name from the 90s? Sunday Supply! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, the weekly mobile game review program. I am Edwin. I'm Sam. For the last seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Limelight, not Limelight, not, not, not to limelight. be not to be confused by the the saying to be in the limelight, but the game Limelight. Um, it is a game by Brett Taylor, who I met in a bar. <laughs> How like a couple of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> when I started playing this, and I actually got to play a like a beta that he had on his phone. Oh, awesome. And uh But first, no 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 news snuck up on me. One piece of news is that there seems to be a big effort these days to switch over older games or current existing games to the new sixty-four bit version. Particularly for the iOS. I love those extra tasty bits. Um, do you know anything about this, Edwin? Um, I mean, on a technical level, basically, like the fact is that as of, hmm, in the near future, Apple will only allow 64-bit apps to run on their, on the iOS operating system. So this is in regards to iOS 11, correct? Mm. Support for 32-bit apps is not available in iOS 11. So yes. 32-bit apps previously installed on your on a device will not launch. So right. yes, as of iOS 11, no more 32-bit apps. Well, I guess what I'm interested in is what does it mean for me as a game player? To get those extra 32-bits? To get those extra delicious 32-bitty bits. To be honest, not a whole bunch. Mm. Uh, potentially, like, overall, your phone should be a little quicker, perhaps less swapping out, a little bit more memory efficient. Does 64-bit... Essentially enable it's no that doesn't make any sense, right? Like I thought maybe it ties into to frame rate. Maybe the next version of the iPhone has a one hundred twenty hertz screen. Mm, it's much more lower level than that. It's like mm. how the uh, CPU addresses memory, right? So it basically allows larger sections of memory. So if you think, um, like, explain to me like I am five years old, Edwin. <laughs> Jesus, I'm yeah. <laughs> So you think like I mean essentially, and I have not I am not knowledgeable on the subject, but you think about the old eight bit consoles, basically, as I understand it, you have eight bits worth of addressable memory space. Like you have so you can think of like an eight bit number and that number represents a point in, in memory, so you can then Oh my god, how do you even explain this? Explain um, to me in let's say I'm eating a Big Mac. What normally takes me eight <laughs> bites to finish this Big Mac <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> I wish, I wish everything was explainable as a Big Mac. As a Big Mac. Okay, how about this? You can have a huge Big uh, McDonald's kitchen, mm. but if you only have one server up front, there's a limited amount of Big Macs you can serve. I see. Okay, so essentially, if you add more servers. So, servers meaning people that actually customer make the service food. representatives right. <laughs> who will take your order uh, if you add more of those then you can utilize more of the kitchen right because there are more orders coming in and there are more big way. macs going out and there are more big macs going out yes okay i think that's good enough <laughs> let's just stick it to that let's just stick to that um and that's it for no 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 news also another segment i want to start 
Oh gosh, aren't you full of segments? <laughs> it's like an orange. Totally like an orange. Like segment upon segment. Even like a lime, you might say. Or a lemon. Okay, what is this new segment? About to spring on me. I realized that up until up until this episode, we have fully reviewed four episode four games. Oh, happy one month anniversary, Sam. Happy one month. Uh, which means I think it's good enough for us to determine what is the game that we do recommend for the month of July. And to recap, those games were it must be a fun chance. Bowmasters. A Planet of Mine. Yankai's Peak. Eden Colon Renaissance. I just was waiting for you to say that. Okay. And not including Limelight? Not including Limelight. Okay, that, that will get rolled over into August. next month. Okay. Right. So you have to wait to find out for that. So out of those four games, Edwin. Yes. If you were to recommend one as the game for as July. As a blanket recommendation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's see. So I think A Planet of Mine is probably out. It's a little bit too specific and a little bit too um, hard to get into. Eden Renaissance also out because if you want that kind of game, I'd say play Lara Croft, which leaves Bowmasters and Yankai's Peak. Oh, that, that's a tough choice. I mean, Bowmasters is just stupid fun. Yankai's Peak is a little more cerebral, but I'm feeling stupid. So I'm going to say my pick of the month is Bowmasters. That's a good pick. I do feel like Bowmasters is easy to get into. Maybe also reaches a wide audience of potential players. But not recommended for the young people because it's quite violent and gory. Well, in a cartoon way. Yeah, it is in a cartoon way. Thankfully, it is in a cartoon way. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> you, I remember your oh my when you first saw it. <laughs> um, but it's like, would you let your kids play Mortal Kombat? Well, there's a difference between Mortal Kombat and Bowmasters, I feel. I would feel okay about them playing Bowmasters. I would not feel okay with them playing Mortal Kombat. Have you seen the latest Mortal Kombat? Oh, I was thinking of like the 90s version. That's the last thing I know. Yeah. About games. The, the one these days is absolutely gross. Ugh. Like, okay. Yeah. Disembowelment. And you see CSI style x ray bones crushing as you hit them in the face. It's Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I'm veto vetoing that as a future pick if they ever make an iOS version. <laughs> yeah, they have something similar to it, but without the, less, without the gory version, without the gore. Mm. Um, but we can get into that some other time. I look forward to it. My pick uh, of the month yes. for July Hit me. would be yes. Yankai's Peak. Surprising no one, but uh, it's a good pick. <laughs> yep. It is a, I think for me, it is one of those really, really good puzzle games for your phone uh, that you can spend a lot of time in. Are you still playing it? I'm still playing mm, it. Um, but however, this week's game has kind of taken over, uh, which we'll get into uh, uh, in a bit. Is that a segue? That is a segue. It smells like a segue to me. Do, 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 do. Segway. <laughs> this week we have been playing Line Light. Line Light. Line Light. Maybe my first beef is not crazy about the name. It makes sense <laughs> in the concept of the game. Right. It is literally line light. a line that is You're moving up. a light along a line. <laughs> right. But um, it's not the greatest name to say. It's like the... The mouthfeel of the, line light. Totally agree. Line light. Um, line if you light. had synesthesia, it would it would <laughs> be very sour. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. What what fruit would it be, Sam? <laughs> I I immediately want to say lime, and I I say like limes by themselves, not mm -hmm. very good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, they're more an addition rather than a centerpiece. Exactly. 
Um, so the game Limelight. Yeah, let's try to explain this for right. our viewers. It is a puzzle game. Yep. It is a puzzle game where you are moving uh, a a dot, a speck of light through set courses, and they look yes. like um, if you look at an electron or like a mm-hmm. electronic diagram. Oh, is so it like a circuit diagram? Right, in a way. like a circuit oh. diagram of yeah, like pluses and minuses. Switches and doohickeys and flip flops, which I think flip flops are an actual. I think they are. <laughs> yeah, um, you're moving them across the line. You have set places to go, but you have to move them in certain ways that actually gets you to the end of the line. Um, and you, what the puzzles are is you have to collect these little what look like little lights. Yeah, little, like little diodes. Diamonds. Yeah, sometimes you have little things that go against you that are represented in like this red light mm-hmm. um, that look Danger. much like your little white light that you're controlling. And so you have to move around them. Uh, you have to time things. You have to set switches so that they, they, they sort of move these set paths of lines like train tracks uh, from one place to another. And ultimately, there are different ways to solve each one, and they get um, slightly more complicated as you move along this one course of line and then it's sort of nicely broken out into hmm, worlds or or Mm -hmm. i think because you get each screen is sort of like a savable chunk and then that is then broken out into levels i guess yeah like larger levels there are like worlds that you have to complete i think initially um it's like world a b and c yeah, I was hoping for more themed worlds. Me too. Medieval world, Me Aztec too. world, and I think industrial. And I think, <laughs> exactly, and I think that kind of goes with uh, some of my wants in this game, which we'll get to later. But um, how do how should we do this? So we've been doing three by threes for a while. We go through what we like about the game, and then we go through what we don't like about the game. Solid format. <laughs> should we continue with that format? It works for me. Okay. I mean, in general, I'm going to say this is a great game. I really enjoyed it. I don't have much bad to say about it, so that is frame that with my review. Me too. I really like this. There's just something about it that's very charming. This is a very dexterous game, meaning like you need to be pretty precise with the controls. And I have to say, one of the things that I really liked about it is that this is the first game that has an on-screen controller joystick sort of deal mm. that has really, really worked for me. And I don't say that about any game with on-screen controls. Yes, agreed. I mean, but it's not quite, it's not like a D-pad right. on the screen. Yeah. Look at me, I use the word D-pad. <laughs> Sam is pretty D- impressed by that. I am. I'm glad you're sitting down. <laughs> My eyebrows just shut up. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There's like a joystick in which you control the direction, like you need a continuous press. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, super easy one-hand play as a commuter. This is pretty much ideal for me. I've been enjoying it a lot. Did you? What do you think about the sound? And the music. Turn off music, obviously. Oh. So, <laughs> unfortunate, but I love the music. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I shall try the music. I keep, I keep the sound effects on, though. Yeah, so... Which is nice. Um, I don't say this a lot about every different, like any other game. The music usually starts to annoy me. But for some reason, the music in this game really was pleasing and nice and calming. What kind of music is it? It's, <clears throat> it's like... Cheesy fusion jazz piano type nice. music. Okay. Yeah. Like Transport Tycoon. It's if you think about that had a great soundtrack. Dave Grusin. 
if you know who Dave Grusin is. I sadly do not. Uh, or maybe even something like Craig Armstrong soundtracks. He's making up names now. <laughs> these are these are valid artists. <laughs> oh, I love Johnny Pitworth. <laughs> Um, but it's very much like Dave Grusin, David Benoit. Um, Stop making up names. I'm not making up names. But it reminds me a lot of this other game called Kirby's Epic Yarn, which kind of has like the same vibe of music. You know, it's like kind of jazzy, kind of piano-y, really out of the place for a game. Um, and there's something about it that it was just, it just sounded very high in quality. Uh, and I was actually listening to podcasts while playing this game, and it didn't fight against the podcast. It actually like accompanied it in nice. like a really nice way. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, yeah, I totally enjoyed it. And um, there were mechanics in the games that actually built upon the music as well. So there'd be some parts in the in the game where like this trail sticks on you, or like you set a gate um, to open, and whenever that kind of stuff happened, there were nice accompaniments that happened dynamically to the music where it would just add enough emphasis. Um, it's like when you became invincible in Mario. Exactly. But it would almost be like if you became invincible in Mario, the background music would still continue, but there would just be like another track over it to mm. show that you were invincible. So that's what this game did really well with the music was... Invincible flute. You'd have like the piano accompanying, and then when something else happened, like this chorus would accompany it in real time. And so you would never hear like that break when the music changed. Um, what else was good? I think it's like the perfect level of difficulty. I think Yanko's Peak was probably a bit too difficult for me, where it got to the point of irritation and I would just stop playing. Whereas here, I think they judged it pretty damn perfectly. Like, it's definitely not easy, but at the same time, I don't know. They've just done a really good job of judging difficulty, I think, for my level of expertise, which is very poor. I don't know if you had that same feeling. Yeah, That's totally. A bit more experienced. But. Um, I felt like it was very pleasing. It did feel like a casual game, but it felt like a very finished casual game, meaning it knew exactly the audience it was catering it to, um, and the difficulty scaled up in really nice ways. So yeah. every time you moved over to a different map, even if it's in the same world, it would introduce things or new mechanics in a really smooth and seamless way where it like guided you along the process um, without explaining it to you completely. It was only like the first maybe five minutes of the game where you're going along this path and it actually showed you in text what to do. But that was really the only time that it broke that fourth wall. Oh, it says, um, yeah, try to lift your finger. Exactly. And I kind of liked it where it, as you'd go, it'd like show the stars. <laughs> that was super nice. And yes. like rate the game. And I actually, like, I, I ended up rating it five because like I really wanted to. Yeah. Um, but also because I wanted to see how that would transfer over to the actual like iOS rating system if it carried it over. And I'm not sure if it did. I mean, what they usually do is if it's five stars, they push you through to the app reviews. And if it's any less than five, they'll say, oh, send us an email and tell us why you don't like it. Oh, so I they see. kind of put like a barrier before doing the iTunes rating. That's very smart. Thing. So I'd imagine that would be the case. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was underground at, whenever I play this, so I could not rate it. But hmm. if I could, I would. And I would give it five stars. Overall, like I can't say enough positive things about it. I think um, there is the, like I said, the the on-screen controls. While it's totally necessary for this game and, and the way that you move around your light, the light will guide you, Sam. Yeah, I liked how analog it was. Meaning, it's not just like a one speed, you know, 
uh, if you move your thumb up, like it just goes one speed. It's like very you can you can slowly trickle your line to move slowly at certain times, and then move really quickly whenever you needed to. Sometimes it wouldn't move fast enough. Sometimes it wouldn't move fast enough, but that's yeah. I think that was by design. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I thought it did a very good job of introducing new gameplay mechanics. Sort of doing a simple introduction to them first, kind of like in a way that has like no consequence. So you'd get a screen of just like, oh, you go over this switch and this moves this thing over here and you carry on and finish that screen. And then the next screen is a little more difficult where if you don't use a switch correctly, you might bump into the deathly red light mm. and have to restart. So this is, yeah, a really good job of introducing new mechanics um, nicely. Yeah, it is a very smart game. Great value as well. I actually want to say it's two dollars it's this should be a five dollar game i think yeah totally agree and i'm pretty sure because i think this actually launched on the playstation as well and i do feel like it's more expensive there and it shouldn't be it should i feel like i'm i'd pay like 4.99 for this game okay i do have some negatives okay uh but these are very minor um i there's one part where I just fell across this inconsistency of not being able to solve a problem because it didn't clean off uh, the previous puzzle in a really nice way. So mm. obviously, sometimes if you get a tail, yeah, and mm -hmm. this was when you got that long tail that you had to drag around with you. Now, now I know what it's like to be a cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what you dream of all day, isn't it? <laughs> How to be a cat by Edwin. <laughs> Endless naps, and I'm going to drag a tail around behind you. Uh, chasing light. There it is. <laughs> oh my God. It all uh, comes together. But this is when you had the tail. And for some reason, it got to a point where like my tail was longer than what the level expected it to be. Mm, yeah. And I couldn't essentially reset to what I was supposed to have for that level. And so I went along the secret path, which is like a purple path that, where you can get green cubes instead of your normal yellow cubes or oh. yellow diamonds. I've not found that yet. How exciting. And you had to align yourself in a way that like hit all these gates at the same time mm -hmm. to unlock a gate. But I wasn't able to because my tail was too long. And there is an option to reset the level. Mm. But that actually starts you all the way from the start. And I was like, screw that. I'm not going to do that. But there is also a way for you to go back to a different section of the map. Like there, there are set points where you can go back to. Right. And when I did that, none of the tail producing things, the tail that, gates, if the you tail will, gates, <laughs> were available for, for my, my character to use. I don't think I've experienced that whole thing, but sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, I need to go back and get rid of this tail. Right. Or trim it, <laughs> trim it down a bit. So, so long story short, like yeah. it, maybe it just required a bit more QA on making sure segments ended in ways that it sort of ended cleanly so that you can always start from a segment with the right setup, right? Kind of like Simpsons episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I always start from scratch. <laughs> the other minor thing, and I think this is just my sort of unrequited need for me to care deeply about the characters. Plot. A plot. Yeah. Um, and this game reminded me a lot of uh, Thomas Was Alone, which is a brilliant game um, that has like a similar vibe, like moody, you know, you're a simple object that's moving across, but actually built a story around it in between the worlds. And I mm -hmm. felt like 
that's a great opportunity for this game to do something that just put a little bit of something into like why you're a light on this um, electronic diagram sort of looking thing. Maybe it'll be revealed at the end. Maybe. But... I hope so. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Uh, but the more I actually have finished like some of the worlds, like I feel like that's not going to happen. And I'm totally fine with it. Um, but yeah, just a minor thing that they could have added a bit more character and made me feel emotions. While the controls are pretty great, I still sometimes being like precise about choosing this this path to go down versus that sometimes you need to be reasonably quick about it because often some of the games are some of the levels are quite like timed like you need to like, get in and out quickly before the deathly red light gets you sometimes that didn't feel the most pleasing with the on-screen controls um but even that i mean that's a really minor thing i can't really fault it yeah totally sometimes agree. i found myself like pushing harder with my thumb to like go to give that feeling of going faster a bit like when you used to like yank your nes controller over to the right to make mario jump further exactly it was about as useful as that <laughs> and uh but i think the way that they solved that is to have really good uh spawn points of like being able to restart that segment yeah in a really quick way that didn't piss you off in any way i totally felt that but i always felt like it was my deficiencies and not the game's deficiencies <laughs> like i never blamed Damn my the game thumbs. for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, final final verdict? It is a 6 out of 7 days because of the fact that I could not get that green star unless I restarted the level. Or the green diamond, I mean. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that... If it was any other game, like, it probably would be a showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is a tough judge. In but case that because wasn't apparent. everything else about this game is just so carefully crafted and even the music is pleasant. Yeah, 6 out of 7. I'm in full seven because yeah. I did not run into uh, that little quirk. Yeah, it's great value, great gameplay. Go, go buy it. I think Brett has spent years on this, and it kind of shows. There's a lot of love put into this game, and you can tell. Go buy it. Um, th is value important to you? This is this is like the third time it's come up, and we've specifically I mean, mentioned about the fact that mobile games should be more expensive. Agreed. But you're also very you're a stickler about. How much a game costs, especially if it's not that fun for you. <laughs> There's a the dichotomy, right, between the fact that as an app developer, I want to see more people being able to earn a living from the app store and software being valued as a thing that's difficult to create. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as a consumer, it's very hard to get out of the mindset of comparing game prices and how much time they use. It, yeah, comparing like amount of time spent as a way to value a game maybe that's the wrong thing but as a user it's hard to get away from that so if i'm not taken by a game it doesn't matter how big or how much effort went into it as a user I'm like, oh i just got three days out of this before i got bored and i spent five dollars on it versus oh i played this for seven days but it only cost me two dollars as a value that seems like better value Ugh, it's tricky. Pricing is tricky. Yeah, I would not want to be in the in the uh, in the situation where I have to choose how much to charge for for a game. How do you uh, feel like a, a a tipping jar concept for a game, Ben? For example, would you like Patreon. if you really enjoyed a game? You haven't finished it yet, right? But no, sir. let's say that this game actually had a tipping jar in the credits, where you can make an in-app purchase of a dollar or something like that, mm. whenever you felt like it. Do you think anyone would? Like, other than us, who I feel are pretty 
you know, willing to give money for a good cause in terms of like software developers yeah. making their living. Because there was this. that article going around the other week where like 50% of people haven't installed a new app in their on their phone in the last last month. Oh, really? Like kind of reading this. This app, should be in new, 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 new news. <laughs> oh, dear. All the segments are out of order. But yeah, you know, app fatigue is this kind of word that's been going around a lot. And it seems that, yeah, people just getting people to install a new app is difficult, mm. uh, let alone getting them to pay for it. <sighs> tipping. Like, let's say this game, Limelight, actually had like a tipping thing. Would you, would you tip? I probably would. Yeah. This is a note to you software developers out there. Think about the tipping thing. Might work, but it's also—I mean—it's also hard to ask for money. I don't know, as a creator, sometimes I think it's hard to ask for a Patreon. I just think it's kind of ludicrous sometimes when, not like the artist ludicrous, but just like <laughs> <laughs> he loves Patreon. He loves Patreon. He's the big. He is a patron of the Patreons. <laughs> for the longest time, I'd only ever hear people talk about Patreon, and I'm like, wait, are you just pronouncing it wrong? But no, it is just spelt wrong. No, but some of them are actually pretty ridiculous. It's, um, I'm going to play games on Twitch. Um, I paid to watch that, Sam. There you go. There's your new business model. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I feel like, unless there's really something substantial that you're producing, I, I don't know. That's unfair to say, I guess, because it is a lot of work. If you can find people on. to pay for whatever it is you do, then like, go for it. I guess. But, okay, maybe I'm just being like a <laughs> old man, being like, ah, oh, these these kids with their patreons and not going out <laughs> getting a job and <laughs> playing the Xboxes on TV and people watching right. it. But overall, to wrap up, to wrap up, go buy this game. Agreed. Stop listening. Stop listening to this. Go play it. Well, Actually, you can, you can do it at the same can, time. Yeah, yeah, do it at the same time. Yeah, just, just go to the app store right now. No, just on the on the show notes. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a link for this game. And go to the app store and buy it. And buy it. Yeah, I, we promise we won't have referral. Mm, well, now you mention it. I, mm, That's a good idea. We <laughs> can we do that? That was your choice. Now is my turn. I'm excited. You said you wanted something with a little more plot. <laughs> so, Sam. <laughs> Sam. You have seven days to play. <laughs> my brother ate my pudding. What <laughs> the f*** is this? This was sent in by FOTBTP. Mm. <laughs> oh, Sam has just opened this on his phone. Oh, I'm kind of glad this is free. <laughs> Downloading it now. All right. And if you want to play along, then uh, the link will be in the show notes. Come back next week. Where you'll find out our judgments on My Brother Ate My Pudding. I should probably tell you who this is by. Uh, which it's I, by Hap Inc. By Hap Inc. You should see this man's collection of games. It certainly has a style. It's very prolific in the app store. It's impressive. <laughs> uh, wasn't Hap the name of the guy who imprisoned the OA in uh, the basement downstairs? Don't want to think about that show anymore. <laughs> Your favorite sound favorite show? <laughs> Before we go, let's do our Things of the Week. Things of the week. Bling, do, 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 do. Bling, 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 bling. My thing of the week is an app called Webtoons. So lately, <laughs> I've been playing around with sketching again. Oh, he's back. Maybe revisiting an old time show segment called Ninja of the Week. And I've been trying to find out like what 
style of drawing or articulating my visual feelings. Oh boy! And uh, discovered this um, this app called Webtoons from Line. It's very Asian. Okay, Webtoons. Webtoons, and it's think about it this way: think about um, a platform to publish your weekly comics. Hmm. For artists, that might be better than artists that you find at Deviant Art. <laughs> Wait, there's better artists than there are at Deviant Art. <laughs> Let's say more variety of artists okay. than Deviant Art, so you're not just looking at sexy rabbits. <laughs> that is what I go for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there I discovered this uh, this really nicely illustrated comic called uh, "My Giant Nerd Boyfriend," which is really cute. Oh. Yeah, and I just really like the art style, and so I've been weekly automatically updates on this app. Uh, a comic, well, first of all, I really dislike reading comics. Okay, like I can't read a twenty-page comic without losing my patience. In real life, on in the, real life, on a phone, both on iPad. Yeah, okay. I think it's ridiculous that you know you try to like zoom in and all that stuff and like flip pages. Can't do it. Okay, on the phone, not possible. And if you if you think you can, you're just fooling yourself. Um. <laughs> And on a normal comic, they're just so dry. Like, I never read any of the stuff anyway. Um, but webcomics are a different thing. They're usually, like, just three panels. Mm -hmm. uh, but for this one, for Webtoons, it's a specific format where you're reading it by scrolling. Mm -hmm. Right? And so one comic would normally not go further than, like, two scrolls. Right? Mm -hmm. And this is what it is. So here, I'm showing Edwin right oh, now. Oh, I see. Yeah. So this is one episode of My Giant Nerd Boyfriend. Oh. It just goes like this. And that's it. That's the end of... Uh, that's nice. Yeah. A vertical format. A vertical Single format. panel stack. You yep. scroll up and down. And you get the comments below after it. Nice. You can subscribe to the artist. So there's nothing to do with music. Nothing to do with music. Okay. Oh. I like that. Let me, let me spell webtunes. Web... Oh. Tunes like T O O. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, webtoon. Sorry, webtoon. That is my pick of the week, Edwin. Nice. My thing of the week is the book Swing Time by Zadie Smith. Her new book came out a couple of weeks back. Halfway through, I'm enjoying it a lot. Tell me who Zadie Smith is. She's a British author. Uh, came to fame late '90s with White Teeth, which I think did they make a movie. I don't think they made a movie of it, but. Yeah, just like a sharply observed life in the UK um, for like immigrant families mm. um, around, you know, the turn of the century. So it's a serious book. <sighs> but told levity, with a bit, a bit of levity in there. She's a fantastic writer. Yeah, she's just one of these people you're, you read and you go, oh, that's what good writing is. Uh, just the uh, hard to articulate, but you just go, oh, yeah, that's just there's something that's really nice about this. Like, this is what a good writer does. So uh, maybe a f slightly better, fuller review comes later. We're trying to shoehorn that into a game review show somehow. Maybe a recommended, strongly recommended pick of the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so far, it's, uh, it's fantastic. If you are looking for a book to read for your summer vacation, I may recommend Swing Time by Zadie Smith. And that's it for our show. Sam, you have, as a reminder, seven days to play My Brother Ate My Pudding. I'm looking forward Play to Play along with us at home. In the meantime, tweet us at 7 Days to Play. Don't email us because we don't have, don't have an email address. Not yet, anyway. And, yeah, maybe we should set that up. I don't want to pay for more things. Yeah, me too. The Cheapskates, we'll see you next week. 7 Days